Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we strive not to make objective value judgments, be tastemakers, or professional critics in any capacity. If we don't like something, that's cool. If you do, go ahead and support it. Uh, purchase physical releases of the music that you enjoy, go see bands, all that good stuff. We're not trying to form your opinions for you. We're not even trying to help you form your opinions. We're just trying to put new music in front of you and encourage you to consume it with as uh, little effort on your end as is, uh, as is possible. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we randomly select between five and seven of them to listen to, and that's really all there is to it. That was rather... Terse, speedy delivery there. I, you know what? I was just trying to get through it, man. I'm, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to minimize the, or to minimize the, the intro each week. Yeah. I want to get it as concise and succinct as possible. And some days my brain doesn't allow me to do that, and I stumble over my words. So on the days when I'm feeling a particular mental acuity, I take advantage of that, and I fucking, I zoom right through it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was a little cold, a little, a little uh, cold and uh, forceful. As I, well, you know what? I just, I want to give everybody a, a solid rundown of what they're in for. And uh, I want to keep it as emotionally impartial as possible, right? Yeah. This is what you're getting. Here it That's is. That's right. Um, so haven't been up to much this, this week. Don't have a whole lot of life updates. Nothing interesting going on in that regard. Just been doing a bunch of freelance writing stuff. Lying. Lying about bands, basically saying, ooh, ah, how good this is. Yeah. What a great band you are. I'd ask you for names, but then that would hurt you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. And actually, this week, I will say, I got a surprising amount of, of really solid stuff that I was writing stuff up for. I don't think I had one one bio or press release blurb to write that I was like, man, this is some some bad shit. I didn't have any pop punk in the in the mix. I had I did have one contemporary like Midwest '90s emo style band, but you know what? They did a pretty good job at it. I wasn't offended by it. I was in good enough spirits to not be drugged down by their insistence on uh, arpeggiated tappy tappy leads. Even in the year 2022, I wasn't I wasn't too mad at it. Um, yeah, it was it was a pretty uneventful week. I was just. I was securing the bag and stacking cheddar, as the kids say. Is, is that what the kids say? That's what say? the kids say. I think they say stacking cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what, what the young... It, like 1937. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Stacking cheddar, see? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got. I do have a couple things. First of all, Nate, uh, my buddy Nate, who plays in the band and love, uh, among many other bands in the Ohio, in the Ohio region, um, he mentioned, I think because I put the live video of Parasitic Twins, I, I finally got that, the edit back on that and got it up on YouTube, the Parasitic Twins set that we played at the Spy Gel MS Paint show. And Nate just um, commented that it's so wild to imagine that like just a few hundred years ago, you would have been a warlord, but because you were born in this particular time, you just have to look at plants and bugs and stuff. <laughs> you know, I don't think, you know... I don't know if I'd be happy being a warlord. I don't think you would, man. <laughs> too, you know, like the Warren part is fine. Sure, yeah. The Lorden part's not. The Lorden part's not, dude. All the right. logistics of like having to manage your manage your territory. In I mean, I guess it depends what kind of what kind of warlord you are. Yeah, if you're just a big turkey leg warlord, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's not so right. bad. But your people your people might not agree with yeah. agree with you on that. Yeah. So I mean, you know. Whatever. It's too much work. Yeah. I'd rather go look at plants and bugs. For sure. I think I think that's a pretty good niche to be in. Also, so a couple nights ago, our buddy Josh came over to my, my house, and um, 
we decided on a whim to <laughs> to revisit the blue collar comedy tour <laughs> special. Oh, I wish you would have gotten a hold of me for that. I was in bed. You were in bed. Yes, it was. This was a night where you could not could not hang out. So, um, yeah, we just decided to revisit it because I it 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 came out when I was a uh, just. 13 years old. You love that. At Jeff 13, stuff. dude, at 13, it was, ki- I mean, Larry, the cable guy was going over like gangbusters in my house at the age of 13. And then the last time I watched it, it was because our buddy James from Lima had a, a DVD copy of it. And he lived in my, in the living room of my efficiency p- apartment, basically a converted attic that I lived in when yeah. I was like 19 or 20. And we rewatched it. And at the age of 19, uh, curmudgeonly as I was crockety as I was, crotchety as I was rather um I uh I, I decided it was not for me so I was like well I'm Larry the Cable Guy still holding up so this is this is the revelation of the evening going into this I imagined okay I'm not gonna think any of this is funny period but at I remember I recall enjoying Ron White's material the most or thinking that it was the closest thing to being incisive because he holds a cigar hold, and bourbon right yeah right, right exactly it's how he tricks you yes it is how he tricks you right <laughs> he has he has sort of like a disaffected nonchalant delivery and demeanor right turns out I would say Ron White's was actually the worst set on the on the special and surprisingly Larry the cable guy holds up way better than any of the other stuff on the special. Now, I'm not contending that it's good or funny in any way. Right. And that shtick got played out very, very quickly. But in retrospect, with now 20 years of cultural distance between the Blue Collar Comedy Tour and today, yeah, oh, man, Ron White's looking like hell. I really hate it. I really That's hate what he looks look. like when he's not sucking on his stogie with a uh I hate his look. He, a, he, a, he a glass of bourbon. He had a he had a bit about how uh how sick it is that Texas is um was at the time uh trying to enact legislation to expedite the process of uh inmates on death row getting killed. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Get him out of there. Yeah, get him the fuck out. But yeah, the Larry the Cable Guy material, it's all pretty much um it's like self-abasing abasing redneck humor in which uh, is mostly delivered in the form of one-liners. Yeah, I was surprised to discover pretty good comparatively to everybody else's shtick. Oh, really? We got okay, so we got a we got a mugshot of Ron White. We got a mugshot of Ron White. That's you think that's his tater salad mugshot? I don't know. He's rested in Vero. Okay, what do you do? Um, probably a uh, intoxication. Uh, I would if I if I had to imagine personally trying to execute people on death row. <laughs> Possession of marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia. So oh, okay, whatever. nothing. Yeah, lame. nothing. Yeah, super lame. Um, speaking of weed, also a little a little segue there. I found out there's a weed themed hardcore band. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of this band? The name of the band is Cannabis Crypt. Oh Jesus! Cannabis Crypt, and um, I saw that there was a there was a so little, there's Cannibal Corpse, right? Then there's Cannabis Corpse, and then and now there's Cannabis Crypt. I just so I saw there was a little write-up about it on No Echo. And again, not hating on No Echo. God bless Carlos for uh, striving to, to cover the far reaches of the hardcore punk scene. It seems like Carlos also kind of lets anybody uh, write for the site. Like if they're just enthusiastic about writing an article, sure, why not? go ahead. He, he, I think as long it's as treat- he doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> it's treated more like a blog, like an open source blog than anything else. So I'm not going to pin this on Carlos um, because he did not write this piece, but I just want to read you the lead for this uh, article on, and this is, I want to tell you, this is the lengthiest write-up I've seen on No Echo 
on any music publication period in a long time. I mean, this is paragraph after paragraph of interview and exposition about cannabis crips. crips. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta let you know yeah. what they're all about. For sure. So, so the individual who wrote this, who I'm not going to put on blast here, here's the lead for the, the intro, uh, for the, uh, the piece. For someone who doesn't smoke weed anymore, I sure as hell love heavy music that bases his entire identity around it. I'm particularly fond <laughs> that of... Doesn't, that, sounds, that sounds like a joke. It does, but it's not. I'm particularly fond of bands that find themselves in that gray area between hardcore and death metal that boast gruesome lyrics but provide a smoked-out vibe. <laughs> <laughs> bands that remind me of smoking out of a water bottle while drowned, while downing four locos in a Walmart parking lot. Okay. Yeah, that. Yeah, and then so he says a, something. A little bit of the piss right there. I'm not so sure though. I think dude. a little bit of piss right that's there. That's the second time. There, that's only the first of two times that he uses the phrase "smoked out vibe" in this smoked particular. Smoked out vibe is pretty good. <laughs> smoked I, out. I want to try to use that professionally. <laughs> For sure. I want to try to use that somehow professionally. I have to write an article about a rare plant. Yeah. It's not cannabis. Right. Maybe I'll try to put in smoke down five in there somewhere. <laughs> Here at the Conservancy, we uh, endeavor to uh, provide a smoked out vibe right. <laughs> when Look, speaking about native fauna. Searching searching flora. for this for searching for this rare endemic plant really gives you a smoked out vibe. <laughs> So I just wanted to point that out for anybody who might be interested in a in an all weed themed hardcore band and and a college thesis paper length write up about said band. You can find that. Easily. Whoa, it's long. You're right. It, it is a long ass fucking interview. It's dude. like a fucking ancient manuscript. It, holy shit! It just keeps going. It never stops. So um, should we submit Cannabis Crypt to the queue? <laughs> no, I don't think we did. I don't think we can, nor should we self-submit cannabis crypt to the queue. And also, I, th I, 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 I yeah, yeah. Okay. I, th I think their most recent release is in like 2019. Uh -huh. So they've really just been fucking. Or I mean, well, hey, true. Smoked out vibe. <laughs> Smoked out vibe. I mean, they're just they're not taking their, they're taking so, their time. Well, their most recent release is from three years ago, but this article was just from like the other day. That's right. They're, well, they they're still a vital. They're still a vital component of the greater Boston, the Lynn, the Lynn, Massachusetts area HXC scene. Okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. And then last. Is uh, it HXC if. No. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's just HC. It's just THC. It's T. <laughs> it's the big okay. T right. with the HC on either side. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, Cannabis Crypt. We yeah. just gave you your fucking logo. Yeah. A big T with an HC on it. Yeah, side. for sure. I mean, that's that's perfect. I can't believe I didn't think of that myself. And then last up, so I got a little, uh, I got a little insider, I got a little insider knowledge. Um, I was gifted uh, early access to the new TV repairman stuff mm -hmm. a few hours ago. Yeah. It's really, really, really fucking good. How'd you get it? Well, I got a, I got an inside man down down under. Okay, I got an inside man down under. Is it under. the TV repairman himself? It's not the TV repairman himself, no. But it's this kid, uh, Rohan. He uh, also plays the Riders a, of Rohan. The Riders of Rohan Road to My Aid, bearing <laughs> a rare cassette tape from the land down under. Yeah, that's right. So. He uh, he messaged me. He hit me with a link to it, um, and and told me to keep it on the on the down low in terms of you know not sharing it around yeah, or anything. Cover blown. But it's uh it's really really good. I think that there is a stateside LP coming out sometime soon via I think, so I think Wartman is is um is pairing with like Total Punk or something like Makes that. Makes sense. So keep keep your eye out for that. It's coming out soon. If you like all of that Australian super 
super, super catchy weirdo stuff. And then he also linked me to a band that he plays in with Kel from GT and uh, like that whole crew. It's like dude from Research Reactor Corp. Corp and uh, Kel from GT and all those guys, they play in a band called 1-800-Mikey. That's the solo project of this this kid, Mikey. Uh, solo project, you know, supported by a full sure. band or whatever. And I was listening to it on the way over here, and it's so, so fucking good. It just came out this year, the full length did, and I think there's a full length, com- like an LP coming out stateside. I can't remember what label's putting that out. But the tape is already up for grabs on uh, Under the Gun Records. Mm-hmm. If you find that, you can find it on their Big Cartel. It's like six bucks, and I think it's like a... 12 or 14 song record it's so so good it's probably my favorite thing that i've heard this year so far it's like fundamentally four chord buzzcocks informed power pop stuff but filtered through the same sort of like uh early 90s slacker rock uh college rock stuff that like um pleather evokes like very what's it called it's called 1-800 mikey m-i-k-e-y uh, and then it has the uh, a distinctly Australian flair about it. Uh, Kel from GT is on keys, so there's just like a little bit of the GT keyboard sound flair in there as well. It's so, so good, man. It's just really, really basic slacker rock power pop shit. The cassette is all sold out. Oh, it's all sold well, out? Well, this is from 2020, so. Yeah, no, no, there's a new. There's, there's a, a brand new. There's a, a brand new one. Plushy. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, plushy. Yep, it just came out this year. I'm going to get a copy of it when I get home. Um, I was going to do it on the way here, and then I was like, well, I'm driving. I probably shouldn't actively be ordering records while I'm operating a motor vehicle. But, mm. but I'm going to get myself a copy of it when I get home. Uh, if you like any of that Australian stuff and you want to hear it filtered through, uh, a slightly more power pop approach, you, you will like this shit a lot. It's a little less weird, but it still has like all the hyper catchy leads and synths that are are part of that overall sound down there. You will you will like it a lot. And that's all I got this week. That's okay. everything. It was okay. it was a lot. It, it was, was a lot. It was a, a bit lot of a stream little, of consciousness. A lot of things, right? Yeah, a lot of little things. You got anything? No, I mean work, man. It's always the fucking same for me, dude. I don't fucking interact with anyone or anything. Yeah, I work alone. Sure, you know. That's what I do. Yeah, I learned. Uh, I learned something interesting. You did something that surprised me. I did. You went mushroom hunting. Oh yeah, today. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Josh, Josh. Well, no, Zaven wanted to do it because she's never done it before. Yeah, and so she's never done it before. I have done it before. I used my dad and my grandpa across the way from. Uh, like where they live up at Adams Lake, uh-huh. there's like a public swath of land there that I would occasionally go yeah. go with my grandpa. But I've never gone out with you or Colin or anybody. It's yeah. not my forte. Certainly, no, I, I, that's why I was surprised. Like, huh? Yeah, that's weird. Zaven wanted to go, um, and uh, she alerted me to that as I was falling asleep last mm-hmm. night, and then awoke me after I had achieved a glorious five or so hours of sleep, and said, "It's time to go mushroom hunting." I texted Josh. Okay. Uh, so we went out and uh, we didn't find anything. You should have let me know. We went to Bond Me Barista. I didn't know if you'd be up. And also, what time was it? it I don't know. I don't it know what time like we went. Seven o'clock this morning. Well, the other thing is, uh, I was I didn't remember when I woke up that I was supposed to be mushroom hunting. So yeah. I just threw on pants and then just went. Now listen, you want to find mushrooms? Yeah, you're the guy. I'm the guy. You're the you're the mushroom hog. I'm the mushroom master. Okay. Next yeah. time for sure, but it's as you mentioned, no. it's getting it's getting a little it's late. A little in this late season. from Morales. It's also been dry this week, so I wouldn't have gone. I would have said it's probably not worth it. Well, it was pretty. It, it got pretty wet uh, the last few days. Uh, hasn't been that wet. I live here. It's been, <laughs> it's been pretty dry. It, it, there was a torrential downpour like two days ago. Not that much. It's been dry. It was soggy out it's there. It's been dry. I found one whistled up dry morel on on Wednesday. Yeah, doing some other Thursday, doing some other work. Mm. It's a bit late in the year. 
It's a bit late. I'm not a mushroom. I think, I'm I think not we, a mushroom aficionado. I think probably the peak was about here. Yeah. 10 to 12 days ago. Right on. Well, I missed, when I was in Michigan. I missed the window. Like I said, Zavin just wanted to go. So I. Man, I collect probably, I don't know, in the field, just field identifying. I got about 35 species I can reliably collect and pick and eat. Sure. I told you I'm the mushroom master. Yeah. I <laughs> didn't doubt it. I'm collecting from March yeah. to November. Sure. I know when they come up, I know where they come up. Yeah. I know what to do with them. Okay, well, next time next time Zavin gets a bug up her ass about fucking I have to go uh, look for mushrooms right now, yeah. which is what happened, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know, and you can and, yeah. you can be our little truffle pig. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, cool. I won't take you to the good spots. Yeah, of course. No, you don't. I, I don't, I don't want to blow up your spots. No, I'll never take you to the good spots. That's fine. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's get into the queue then. I, man, now, now I really want some just pan-fried mushrooms. Um, so first up, we have got... Um, I'm going to guess that this is, I, it's interesting. I'm not sure if this is a, a reference to Marcel Proust, the, the, the author. Um, Prousted, Prousted, P-R-O-U-S-T-E-D. I'm not sure if that's a, a, a black and white high-res by image of Marcel Proust on the cover. If so, it's an older image of, it, of, of him, like, or an image of him older. Usually the pictures you see of he's him, younger he's like dapper. younger. Yeah, he's a dapper, dapper gent with a haircut and a mustache. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's him. No, I don't think so either. But I think that he would have to have uh, gotten very sick. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, for sure, and, so, and, to, and been debilitated to, to transform into that picture. That's that's probably true. So Prousted, I'm just gonna say, uh, with their demo, it's on Sentient Ruin. Um, then next up, I, and I, I don't know anything about it, but it's on Sentient Ruin, so we can infer a, a few things. Then we've got Fractured Type with Pickaxe. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that was a submission from Brody. Uh, then we've got Fractured Type with Pickaxe. This is a band out of Boston, Massachusetts. It was sent in by our buddy John. Said that um, they self-identify as like. Uh, Post post rock emo alt rock, but the stuff that he heard sounded kind of doomy. Then we have got <coughs> Consec uh, with uh, Bound to This Nightmare. This is on Feudal Force tapes out of Athens, Georgia. Um, this was sent in by Derek. Uh, he described it as fast core. He guesses. Yeah, I've seen this here and there. The, it's a flexi, so there's no way I'm ordering it. Yeah, sure. the The art is uh, is an obvious an obvious homage to Infest. Yeah, I, I just made a order from Sorry State, and I think that Consec was like, one of the things that was like on their front page. Or something. Yeah, like in the distro, like new new arrivals in the mm -hmm. distro. Then we've got Division of Laura Lee with Last Light EP. This is a band out of Sweden. It comes to us from Matthias, who I send stuff from Sweden our way. Said that this is a band that started in the early 90s and is one of the only Swedish bands that he's aware of who has consistently tried to channel like DC area style uh, post-hardcore um, and uh, mix it with some kind of noisy alt-rock sensibilities. And they've been going strong since the early 90s. Okay. Then we've got Mundo, Prima, Mundo Primitivo with uh, Paisaje Interior. This is a band on Static Shock Records. This came out in May of last year, but I, I totally missed this stuff. It's on Static Shock, so it's probably good. Uh, this comes to us from Franklin. Then we have got Grave Ripper with Radiated Remains. This is a band out of Indianapolis. It was sent in before uh, Ty sent it in. Um, he said he is uh, resubmitting it. Um, you know, it's they're called Grave Ripper. If you see the art, it's a guy in a fucking gas, a zombie man in a gas mask. I think I, I think I know what we're getting holding here. another zombie's head. Sure. Then we have got uh, Nagol, N A G O L, uh, with Monster Inside Me. It's just one track. Uh, this comes to us from Dimitri. 
and he said that this is like some death metal stuff out of Idaho. It's just a YouTube link. There is a Bandcamp, but uh, none of the tracks that are on Bandcamp are this song. And also on Bandcamp, they're all individual tracks with the same art instead of being on like a well, single consecutive playlist. Yeah, that's not really um, well executed. It's not well executed at all. It, it, it lacks a certain degree of planning and foresight. Then we have got Fix with More Is More. This is on uh, a record label whose name is so good. Cuba Salami's Collection of Music and Knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Really good stuff. I'm not not familiar with this label at all. Me neither. They're based out of Germany, though. Um, This was sent in by Tom, who says he believes that this band is also based out of Germany. Then we have got Suspect with their demo. Uh, this is uh, this is also based out of Germany. This was sent in by uh, Lexi, who said that she's not particularly good at describing stuff, but she thinks this stuff rocks, and it's some German hardcore that reminds her of Spy. I mean, it certainly looks to be in certainly, that vein. Yeah, it looks like that's what they're trying to remind you of. For sure. And then last up, we've got Demoralized with their demo. This is the newest release on Dynastic Yellow Star, which is a label out of Tallahassee uh, run by one of the fellows from uh, Protocol. Uh, this was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats. I have seen Dynastic Yellow Star advertising this on Instagram and stuff and posting about it. It came out a couple months ago. I just haven't gotten around to listening to it. It's supposedly fast and uh, grind-informed, but still still stays in the in the kind of raw, hardcore it's lane. It's seven songs. The longest track is the last one, 51 seconds. The okay. rest of them all clock in at like 30 seconds. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's roll the dice, see what's up first. All right, six. All right, six is Grave Ripper from Indianapolis. So, Ty, your resubmission paid off. The Dice Gods favored you. You can find this at graveripper.bandcamp.com. The record is called Radiated Remains. Uh, the boys are posing in uh, very seriously in a graveyard. They are standing next to a phallic obelisk. Yeah, a phallic obelisk. There's a bullet belt at play. There's a cutoff shirt. Uh, cut off sleeve shirt. There's a long sleeve paired with some shorts. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think we can guess what we're going to get here. I think that I think we can guess what we're going to get, but mm-hmm. I will say that the uh, shorts uh-huh. kind of kind of throw a wrench into their plans about looking menacing and for, creepy. <laughs> for sure, it's, it's pretty sh- it's pretty hard to look menacing and or creepy. Yes, with knee length shorts on. I agree. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough it's tough to pull that off, and I don't think it's done successfully here. Uh, but I, I nonetheless laud the effort. So they've got the song Adam's Divide, uh, which is the second song queued up to play because it looks like the first one is just a, an, an, instru- an instrumental intro or like a noise or, you know, a sample of some sort. So we're going to listen to Adam's Divide by Grave Ripper off of Radiated Remains. <laughs>
All right, we just heard Adam's Divide by Grave Ripper off of Radiated Remains. How'd you feel about that? Uh, I mean, there's some interesting things in there. Yeah. Riffs are pretty good riffs. Sure. Uh, they talk about, you know, well, let's see, you know, skeleton wedge, toxic holocaust, that sort of stuff. They It says in their little blurb here, we describe ourselves as if Exodus and Creator had a kid and a mortal baby sat frequently. All right, do you really describe yourself like that? Probably not. When people say, hey, what does your band sound like? Is that the fucking line you pull out? Yeah, or do you just say, or or usually people asking you have no reference points for what you're doing, and so you just say it's kind of like Metallica. Because yeah. I bet you would say that 99% of the time, and you say this one time right. out of 100. Right. You know. So this is fine. I think that there were, um, tonally, there were a lot of things that, that bugged me about this. I agree. I didn't think the production served this. Uh, it was mixed by, by our buddy Carl, uh, who is... Like, played in a zillion fucking great bands uh, in Indianapolis over the years. And um, I don't think that he engineered or recorded this, though. I think he just mixed it. And the mixing job is good. It's mastered loud. That That's not who did this. Joel Grind from Toxic Holocaust did the mastering job on this. I mean, it's not that this sounds bad. I just think there was were some straight-up, like, guitar tone issues. They were just choices I wouldn't have made. I don't think there are errors at play here. I just think that the folks in this band maybe have preferences that, that do not mirror my own. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the guitars didn't sound ripping or mean. Yeah. They were just fast and kind of bright and exactly. on top of everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is this is not the production choice I would have I would have made uh, for a release of this style. And it didn't have it didn't have the component present in this particular blend of like thrash uh, black metal, punk, etc. This particular hybrid, which I typically enjoy, it just didn't have. It wasn't taking the approach to it that I tend to prefer. I did think that the touches of like second wave, uh, like Scandinavian black metal, were interestingly incorporated, and like it's a promising format. I I think that when they hit those those bits in the back half of the song, it, I my ears perked up a little bit just because it's not something you typically hear incorporated into this style of like pretty straight ahead crossover thrash shit. Um, so I think that's fairly novel and I like appreciate the effort on that. I think it's it's musically interesting. I might check out more of this stuff, but the production the production definitely um, definitely does not sit well with me. And uh, the riffs were yeah they were. They were fast. They were doing what they're supposed to do on some level, but they none of this. There's not a lot of earworms here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. None of this stuff really stuck in my brain. Um, I think it's very competently done, but I, I could kind of take it or leave it. You know? Yeah, I'll probably listen to some more here, just to like maybe tomorrow or something, just to get a better sample. Sure. Um, because at first glance, anyway, this seems right up my alley. At first glance, yes. Um, the kicker might be the shorts. <laughs> Maybe that's it. That's a, that threw a wrench in the works. Dude. Right. How, how are you going to stand in the graveyard, trying to look hard next to a, a concrete phallus? Yeah, with shorts on. Yeah, for sure, man. And if you are going to do shorts, and you're 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 citing Exodus and Creator and stuff like that, you better get some very short athletic shorts on with some really tall all white Reeboks. Yeah, right. That's that's what you need to be doing. Not not, but but it's the classic like metal pros with like. Arms, shoulders slightly, either arms folded or shoulders slightly in front. Right, yes. Hands relaxed and like draped out almost as if you right. could imagine a chimpanzee standing straight up. <laughs> yeah, you know what sure, I mean? Like, sure. uh, we're yeah. in a metal band. Yes. You know, come check us out at the cemetery where we hang out all the time. Yeah. So uh, 
we've spoken frequently, uh, increasingly frequently as we've gotten more and more metal on this show about the little differences and nuances, uh, like the ways in which metal and hardcore and punk, like fan participation <laughs> are, are just starkly different. Mm -hmm. So first of all, there's like 400 people in the supported by column sure. of this on Bandcamp, sure. right? And this was just fine. I think it was pretty good. It was competent, but in a sea of stuff like this, I think this is pretty middle of the pack, but still people, 400 people clamoring to buy this shit, right? The, the cassettes sold out. Sure. The CDs sold out. Good for you. Good for you. Indeed. Additionally, there is an autographed CD on here, right? The second edition, the second pressing of the CD with autographs from the band. And like, it's just, it's such a stark and perfect shining example of like the ways in which these cultures are like still kind of fundamentally different. <laughs> it is kind of weird. Cause uh, like you wouldn't do, you would never think to do that in the context of hardcore, even if your band was like a huge band right. in the context of that scene. Right. This is just a, a pretty good band from Indianapolis, Indiana. Right. And, but I, but make no mistake, I'm not even dogging on them. Like that's just the culture that they exist in. Get it. I'm sure plenty of people were like, are psyched about this. And they're like, oh man, you know, they go see the band. They're like, dude, I got an autographed fucking CD from these guys, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that's sick to them. So yeah. God bless. I mean, you're making the people who enjoy your music happy, but it's just, like I said, I think sometimes, especially... And there were 300 of those. There was 300 of those, right, yeah. So they, they weren't even that limited. Right. I mean, in, in, in terms of punk rock, sure. right? Yeah. 300 is like as much as you, as many as you'll press. Yeah, dude, if, like I said, when the, the one time I sold 300 records in a few days, I was like, holy shit, man, I'm fucking killing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it never got repressed because that no. was it. That, that was the all the 300 right. people and in the, the world who wanted it. There were 300 of the autographs. You can imagine what a pain in the ass that would be. I know, man. Yeah, unless you got a stamp, but I don't think they're that big. S seriously, if, if anyone, yeah. if you were like, hey, let's do... Let's do first. Let's do autograph versions of something. Right. No. Yeah. Of course not. Why? Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I've done like hand drawn, like grinning turds and stuff of like course. that on the back of like just a little surprise or something. Right. Sure. Come that's on, different. Simon. It. Yeah. It's a different ethos. It's, it's 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 a different it's a different flavor, right? Yes. You know, but like autographing it, and then you're like, and we're gonna do three hundred of them. I'm not signing my fucking name three hundred times. No way, Jose, man. Not, 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 no, not now, not ever. No. What I'll say about this is good. Get that fucking money. It's metal is the grift. Yes. Right? Yeah. Metal is the grift. Um, band's logo is sick. I like the sure. artwork. There's like so much here that's going right. I think that um, the music just hit me like a solid C. Yeah, I agree. But also, I mean, in this day and age, fairly it's an ep and it's a it's a it's a it's a proper length ep as yeah, well it's six six solid six, length tracks. six songs they're all right around the three minute to four minute mark for sure um so cool agree all right let's uh let's roll the dice three all right three is uh consec you can find this at feudalforce.bandcamp.com which is a tape label based out of athens georgia this is uh bound to this nightmare again this was described to me as Fast core, I guess, and it looks like it is purposely ripping off uh, some some early infest artwork on here, uh, the break the chain art. So uh, it looks like they've got Waste of Life, which is the, the first song on here queued up to play. So we're going to listen to Waste of Life by Consec uh, off of Bound to This Nightmare, and if we don't feel like it's an adequate sample, we'll, we'll listen to another track. 
we just heard the songs Waste of Life and It's Time to Hill by Consec off of Back to, to the Time to Kill, Statement. not Time to Hill. That's what I said, Time to Kill. I just got a little frog in my throat. <clears> well, <throat> that made you say Time to Hill. I didn't say Time to Hill. It just, I, I just didn't, I didn't get the kill. If you don't say then yeah. you didn't say kill. <laughs> I'm just saying it was soft. It's coming through your headphones. I bet in the edit I'm going to, I'm going to stand absolved of this uh, accusation. We'll We're going to find out. I think, I think the is pretty integral to kill. It is. I think it was just a little softer than normal because, again, I got a bit of a frog it's, in my Yeah, okay. I, like I said, I'm going to be absolved of this accusation. So that in the, was in the waste edit. of life and it's time to heal. The time will reveal all. So uh, this was pretty good. Definitely not fat score. Derek, I don't mean to nitpick and be hyper pedantic about subgenre classification here. I, I don't think this even veered close to what I would typically categorize as, as fast score. This is, this is just straight up kind of blown out. Uh, hardcore punk shit. Yeah, um, it was good though. It was really solid, uh, especially uh, for something on on a tape label as uh, relatively kind of small and unknown as I, I this appears to be. It looks like this is probably a vehicle for somebody in this band or for, you know a small circle of people that yeah. know people in this it's band, a band or whatever. Fat Jock with a couple releases. Consec has a few more, a couple other releases. Yeah, and uh, Food Eater. Yep. Yep. For sure. And, uh, yeah, this was, this was really solid, man. I, I got no beef with this. I, again, like I say about so much stuff in this vein, not head and shoulders above other stuff that sounds like this, that's out right now, but really good. If I saw this band on any given night, I'd be into it. I'd pick up a tape. Uh, I appreciate the wanton calls for violence in the, the lyrics of the second track. Uh, I also appreciate the imagery, uh, summed up by the idea of suffocating someone with a brick. Mm, that uh, was a good line. Yes. Uh, but yeah, pretty good stuff all around. How'd you feel about it? So, two things stood out to me about this number one the lyrics i like the lyrics a lot yep um especially yeah the suffocate you the second song the lyrics in the second song are really good yep rather than wait in your benevolence i'll suffocate you with a brick sure that sounds pretty good yeah. that sounds like a good idea let's yeah. do that yeah right <laughs> for sure um i'm ready um the vocals also in general stood out to me i agree um, yeah that's that was what sort of perked my ears up because yeah, yeah this this if it didn't have those vocals mm -hmm. and it had sort of a lower lower range gruffer delivery, sure, I feel like this would just yeah meld in with everything else. Yeah, agreed. But that's what kind of kept it up on top of the foam, so to speak. Yep, for sure. Um, I can also only imagine how abysmal this would sound on a flexi. Oh yeah, dude, so bad because the production is blown out and lo-fi as it should be, and on a tape. This is right at home. This sounds right. great. On a flexi, this is basically unlistenable. Right. As most flexis are and yes. are fundamentally, essentially, they're designed to be disposable. They're just, yeah, they're just, they're just, you used to get them for free with uh, magazines. Right? right. You know, right. It's, it's funny that bands, including bands that I am in, um, do flexis at all. It's uh, just a little artifact. Yeah, that, that no one no one else is pressing them. So right, yeah, for sure. And also, uh, my my favorite, which a band that we've been in has done too, the old hand cut lathe. The hand cut lathe is you know, that's almost a, a, a it's almost like a um, a practical joke on yeah. buying it. <laughs> it is it is a piece of plastic with right. fucking like the, the grooves in it. The the ancient technology that makes those is undeniably cool. Sure, but boy. It, it is a nonsense format. It, it is a nonsense format. But, yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. I can see why it's getting some head nods, and um, I've been seeing it here and there, like, on various YouTube channels and so forth. Yep, yeah, for sure. I like good, this. Good stuff. All right, what's uh, what's next? Three again. All right, three is uh, Division of Laura Lee. 
this wasn't something I was like necessarily hoping we would land on because I think it's going to kick ass, but I'm like, I'm interested to, I'm, I'm interested to hear this and, uh, save, save us listening to it on the show. I probably wouldn't muster up the, the wherewithal to like go out of my way and check it out. So. Us listening to my own personal prejudices. Yeah. Right. Number one, the name. Sure. Nope. Yep. Nope. Don't know what it is. It toes the line of things that I hate. Sure, <laughs> yes. Right. I don't know who Laura Lee is. Nor right? do I. Um, but yeah, that that name. Yep. Toes the line of a lot of things that I really hate. And then the artwork. The artwork definitely doesn't draw my attention. The look of the boys in the band. There's some not older even, gents. Not even that so much. It's mostly it's mostly especially the artwork for this release with a couple, a couple of folks with paper mache fox heads. Yeah. You know, like a like it's a Wes Anderson movie or something. Sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot. Of, there's a lot here aesthetically, just forward facing that. Yeah. Just would not uh, trigger my caveman brain. Yeah, I agree. So I'm curious to see what this sounds like. So they got the third song uh, queued up to play, which is not the eponymous track on this. I I think in such an instance where the band has something intentionally queued up to play, we should defer to them. Okay. So we're gonna listen to uh, "City Sick" by Division of Laura Lee off of their Last Light EP.
All right, we just heard the song City Stick. <laughs> See, I told you you said fucking hill. <laughs> we just heard the song City Sick. That That is, you know what? One error is not evidence of another. So we just heard the song City Sick by Division of Laura Lee off of their Last Light EP. How'd you feel about it? Uh, boy, that was big and well-produced yeah. and professionally <laughs> done and slick. Yeah. I'm going to say it wasn't a total turnoff. No, it wasn't. I, what here's here's my thing. I've never heard of this band. Yeah, they've been around for twenty years or so, right? Sure. Yeah, 22, 20 plus twenty yeah. plus years. Yes. I'm really curious what the earlier incarnations of this band sounded like. Me too. I th- this this piqued my interest enough because there were enough components at play here that I was like, okay, yes, this is recognizably something that I would enjoy in a slightly different format. Like when that first riff. When that first first riff came in, I was like, okay, this this could go a couple different directions. It could go kind of big room, hyper anthemic, which is where it went and is not necessarily to my taste these days. Or it could go a different direction. But I think the the sort of fundamental building blocks of this song were pretty good. And again, like recognizably from a world that I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. So a few catchy hooks in there. Yeah, I would be interested to see what they were doing in 1999 and 2000, especially since they're name checking Discord records and stuff like that. You well, know? I'll tell you what, I don't know how old that picture is. Yeah, they don't have a look that I like. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's real or not. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think it is, dude, because that looks. That looks like a younger version of the guy that we were just looking at a picture of the for second from the it right is. there. That Per Stalberg. Yeah, he was he was in Pablo Matisse, or right. he is in Pablo Matisse, right? Who we had on the show with sometime in the last year. Um, so yeah, man, I think I, I think that's serious. That was just the look of the time. Yeah, that's something, huh? It's a bad, bad, bad look. So I yeah, this was fine, I guess. Sure, I will actually probably because. Who's not a sucker for a little bit of a hook? Sure, of course. You know, even if even if you kind of feel bad about liking it, <laughs> right, right? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, so I'll probably check the rest of this out just to satisfy my curiosity. Sure, yeah. But I'll more than that. I think I will go back and look at like their early, especially their earliest releases. Yeah, ninety eight, ninety nine, and see what they were yeah. doing because you know. It, the it says here, you know, the Discord records, the DC music scene, right. I, I guess. Sure. So you, you know. And Discord is like, you know, we, we recently did a, a Patreon episode. We just recorded a Patreon episode doing a deep dive on a label. And one label that I thought about doing uh, as a, a much larger endeavor would be Discord. Because as we've talked about on the show before, I have this massive blind spot with Discord after a certain point. Yeah. Like it basically just is a full stop drop off. Full stop. Except for maybe one or two, like one or two releases in the late 90s, early 2000s, like Q and Not You and a couple bands that were doing some like angular post-punky kind of stuff that I like. But other than that, you you pretty much get to like the early 90s with like Lungfish and and, and like um, like the early, that that like Circus Lupus maybe, that kind of stuff. And then I'm just done other mm-hmm. than Fugazi throughout the 90s. And I don't really, I have a general idea of what Discord was up to in the 90s, but I don't really know right um so it would be interesting if this band is pulling from that era of discord that's like just not even part of my purview you right know what i mean yeah but yeah i'm gonna go back and check out the older stuff and i and i'll probably at least listen to a couple more tracks off of this and see see if it's if it's more to my taste i'm not i'm not uh 
not embarrassed to admit I like the first two uh, the first two Foo Fighters records. I'm 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 su- I'm a sucker for a big riff and a good hook, and there were plenty there's plenty of that in this song. So it did, it definitely didn't suck. I mean, if you like music that sounds like this, then this is like a, an excellent example of it for sure. Sure, sure. I, I, here's something now. Yeah. Uh, one sided ultra limited twelve inch. One-sided, five-song, ultra-limited, 12-inch vinyl picture disc edition with die-cut cover sleeve. Please don't. Come on. Please don't do that. Come on. It's five songs. Just put it on the format that it You don't even have enough fucking music to cover both sides. Right, exactly. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, that's a bummer. You know what? No more bitching. No more bitching about Red Hot Chili Peppers and fucking Adele. Jack White, fuck you. You need to turn the camera inward. That's right, yes. I mean, you print your own fucking records. You press your own fucking records. That's fine. But it's time that we turn the camera inward. Yes. And looked at the enemy inside because yeah, that's a fucking waste. Then no doubt, I agree. I agree. I think I'm 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 prepared to die on this hill. I'm prepared to take up arms for this cause. You know, oh, you can't get records pressed. Takes a fucking year. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, you're pressing fucking three song ten inches with a late with, with a fucking etching on the backside. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that is just as much. You are just as much the enemy as Taylor yes. Swift for for doing this sort you, of. You shit. know what? This is a perfect format for. The ten inch. The ten inch. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. A little long for a seven inch. A little long for seven inch. Just right for a ten inch. Yep, for sure. The the unfairly maligned and oft misused ten inch. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's keep it pushing and uh, see what's up next. Uh, one. All right. One is uh, prousted or prousted. I don't fucking prousted. Know. Prousted. I don't like it either way. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so you can find this uh, at sentientruin.bandcamp.com. They're, uh, they're some cool guys. Their song titles are just Roman numerals. I'm in a band who does that. We're black We're black metal adjacent, as well as this band uh, maybe appears to be. Black hardcore punk. Argentinian. Okay, this is Argentinian. The light-draining debut release from Argentinian black hardcore punk entity Prousted. Um, so let's just jump in at the beginning. They got the first song queued up to play, so we're going to listen to the first song off of the demo by Prousted.
We just heard the first song off of the demo by Argentinian band Prousted. I, I'm going to say that this band is hobbled first and foremost by the write-up below it on mm -hmm. the band camp because if you're saying, if you're going to tell me that uh, a debut demo fuses the bitterness of dark hardcore punk bands like Drop Dead and Siege with the grimness and destruction of war-torn black metal bands like Revenge and Blasphemy, then... I'm coming. I'm I'm coming into this far too preloaded because you've just said a bunch of things that I really, really like and hold in incredibly high regard. And not only that, yeah, but I better be able to actually hear what the fuck is happening on the recording. Yeah, this really tested my fucking patience. Yeah, for sure. Um, sure, maybe it sounded like those bands. I don't fucking know. Yeah, because what I heard through my fucking headphones was almost indiscernible. The riffs I could pick out were, were pretty milk toast, man. They were pretty bog standard, like dark, grindy, hardcore stuff. I think honestly, the only thing that that I think the only thing that would convince a passerby that this is in line with the description is below the it pick is slides the slides at the end in the fucking the, like the pick slides and the hyper lo-fi production. I think if you put if you put a, a, a even a mid tier like hardcore band production on this. It becomes clear that this is not nearly as like raw and blown out and ferocious as it's yeah, trying it's to pass a mask. itself off. It's as. a fucking mask. Yeah. Because this didn't I mean, take away the the little dirgy bit and the fucking pick slides at the end. Yeah. I didn't hear any fucking Revenge or Blasphemy. No, no. Um and uh I don't even know what the fuck else I heard because there just wasn't enough clarity to it. Yeah. You know, it's it's um I don't know, man. I did not like this. And no. $12 for a three-song seven-inch? No way, Jose. Plus never, shipping? Never on this earth. No, not, absolutely not. Also, not to pick out the the dude <clears throat> writing his, leaving his little review in the in the supported by com, com, uh, column over here, but um, he said, not sure if I've heard black and punk done in this tomb-fi style before. Please, for the love of Christ, do not create that. that is stop. Not, stop it. That is stop not. Stop making up terms. That is not something. And if I, I if this is Tombfy, yes, I like lo-fi shit. Yes, I never want to hear Tombfy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would. Can you imagine purchasing purchasing this record? Yeah. just on a whim, right? Because somebody's like, "Yo, that Prousted shit." Yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right, cool. And I see it at a record store. Yeah, and I pick it up. And then I put it on my fucking turntable, and that fucking <laughs> fuzzy, muffled noise is what I hear. Yeah. What is this, a fucking unholy grave recording live <laughs> live from fucking Bangladesh in 1996? <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, I, as, as, you, as you astutely pointed out, this is a mask. Uh, the the lo-fi production on this is a mask for the fact that there's not a lot going on here. At least not in that track, man. No, not in that track. And then they only have two two other shots to prove us wrong here. So they're already at at least a 33.33% repeating fail rate, fail Boom. rate here. Prousted. So, <laughs> so, so uh, let's let's keep it moving. Let's roll the dice once more and uh, and see what's up next. Six. All right, six is the uh, demoralized stuff, which I would have listened to whether we got it on the show or not. So you can find this at dynasticyellowstarlabel.bandcamp.com. This is uh, Demoralized's uh, debut demo here. Uh, they got the first slash eponymous track queued up to play, so we're going to listen to Demoralized by Demoralized off of their demo. <laughs>
Okay, so we just heard Demoralized and Play Pretend by Demoralized off of their demo. I think this is actually kind of a perfect follow-up to Prousted because this I clearly did hear Drop Dead. I clearly did hear Crossed Out. It was incredibly lo-fi, but in a way that serves the recording and that is fitting for the genre that is being played uh, in every respect. I think this is better than what we heard just prior to it and is pulling from not Revenge and Blasphemy, obviously, but the aforementioned Siege, Drop Dead, stuff like that. There's clearly references, sonic references to that kind of stuff all throughout this. Um, it, it veers more in the crossed out direction, um, but I thought it was real solid. Yeah, I think this is fine too, but fine. That's it. Didn't make me fucking rush for the click button or anything like that. Fine. I, I think this was a little bit better than fine. I liked this. Uh, I liked this quite a bit. This uh, this hit me this hit me just right, I think. Maybe, again, because it was in direct contrast to a thing that we just heard that name-dropped some bands that I, that I actually heard in this that I think were done a much more respectful and uh, fitting homage here than they were in the previous band. Maybe there was that some some component of that to this but yeah i thought this was actually this was actually quite good uh stuff like this is as uh many of our listeners know pretty hit or miss for either of us these days just because i have uh, an exacting exacting standards when it comes to this kind of stuff um but i i thought this got this got pretty damn close to meeting them i for a demo especially i thought this was sure. a, was real solid yeah i think that's fine like i said i'm this isn't a buy for me, but I think this is good. If I saw this band, different story. Yeah. I'd snatch this up in a, in, in a heartbeat. For sure. To be fair, yes, I'm also not buying this, so I I guess I don't I guess I don't love it that much. But I I thought it was pretty pretty damn good, and uh, would definitely check back if and when there is something beyond a demo. Which you know, with any more that's big if that's a it's a very very big if for sure, very big if this this could be the start and end of this particular project. Seven songs, all we can muster. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Take it or leave. Seven thirty second songs. You get that's all we can muster. But you know, whatever. Look in Neanderthal's discography, right? Yeah, for sure. So, um, okay, let's uh, let's roll the dice at least one more time before we uh, tackle some voicemails. Four. All right, four is a fix with more is more. I was I was hoping that we would land on this. So this is great, man. <laughs> the URL you can just look in the show notes, but um, the URL for this label, which to remind everyone is Kuba Salami's collection of music and knowledge. The Bandcamp URL is don't feel bad about things you don't understand. Bandcamp.com. So yeah. I, I like that this is uh, intentionally obtuse. I like the art that I'm seeing here. Um, uh, there was, yeah, let, let's just, let's just dive into it. They've got the second song queued up to play. So, uh, we are going to listen to data by fix off of more is more.
All right, we just heard the songs Data and Basement by Fix off of More Is More, uh, which I believe this band is based out of Germany. Uh, that's what the submitters seem to think, and the label is based out of Germany. Nate, how'd you feel about it? I, I like this a mm -hmm. lot. Um, but, um, yeah, like, I wanted those songs both to just go a little bit further. I agree, yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, they both just kind of peter out. Just yeah. when I feel like they're locking into something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And this and they are that's pretty representational of the runtime of all of the songs on here. I know. I I, I was thinking like, man, I I, I want to buy this. Yeah. But man, I, if every single song is just like a 75% like a good idea. Yeah, exactly. You know? These seem these seem like sketches that could have used like a little bit a little bit more. Yeah, they were the, the like that last song literally just kind of ended. Yeah, like I thought they were going to transition to something else. Yeah, tie it all back together, but then it was just like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, feel like sketches for sure, and the sketches are good. Uh, this is hinting at something that I really like. I like the production style on this. I'm a sucker for this kind of like garagey punk stuff, lo-fi. It's good, you know what I mean. I I, I don't need to re repeat myself ad infinitum. We've heard stuff no, like we, this on the we, show. We a like times. stuff like we this. like stuff like this. Um, but I I did find myself just wanting more from these tracks for sure. Um, I will say this is by far my favorite thing that I've heard on the show tonight so far. Mm, yeah, I guess so. You know, we've had a lot of like, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and some eh, not not even so good. Yeah, I would say that that this. Um, yeah, this is this is most in line with what I like the most. Yes, whatever sure. that fucking means, right? right? <laughs> yes, but like, but at the end, I was I was disappointed in both those tracks. Like the first track, I said, "Let's listen to the next one and see what they do." Yeah, because the next one clearly was you know coming straight off the intro. Right. I mean, the, the first song we listened to. Yeah, and then the second song just kind of stopped. Yep. So let's. Um, I would really like. To, we we only have a handful of messages. I, I want to take the I want to take the chance here. I want to I want to tempt fate and try my best to hear something I really love tonight. We got four bands to choose from. Maybe one of them is going to be the one. So let's roll the dice one more time before we do our messages. All right. One. This is not the one I I was hoping. There you go. We, this is the one that we were going to land on that I was like pretty confident. I'm, I won't like. Is this his pitch axe? Pickaxe. Uh, fracture type. The release. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a funny little, <laughs> funny little joke you're doing there. Yes, so fracture type with pickaxe. You can find this at fracturetype.bandcamp.com. Um, yeah, okay, man. They have, a, they have an eponymous track on here, a self-titled track, fracture type, and their band is called fracture type. Uh -huh. But... It's a little sh well. The, actually, man, the run times on this run the it's, fucking gamut. It's about right there, and in, in you know the uh, we'll say lower third. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just don't know if that's gonna. I feel like maybe the the track, the opening track that's queued up, it may might be more representational because that's right. three and a half minutes. Let's do that. You know, what that's I mean? right down the middle. Yeah, for sure. So let's uh, we're gonna listen to "If I Control" by Fracture Type off of Pickaxe.
there you go. <laughs> Should have went for the shorter track. Yeah, so we heard If I Control by Fracture Type off of Pickaxe. They self-identify as post-emo slash post-hardcore. I identify this as post-good. What do words mean at all? <laughs> yes. right? What do words mean at all? Yeah, man, this this caterwauling son of a bitch stole three and a half minutes of my life that I can't get back. John, come on, man. You you know what we like on this show. I, I understand this show isn't about us at the end of the day, um, but I don't think most people in our listenership give a fuck about this either. I will say even at the height of my interest in things that would fall broadly into this category, this would have not even scratched the surface of, of what was like... What, yeah, this is just no, this is no good, man. This is throw it out, throw it out with the trash, put throw, it in the bin. Don't even, don't even, uh, if this band shows up at your house to play, don't even open the door. Don't, lock, lock up, lock, lock it up the tight, door. bar it. Lock it. Call the police. Right. <laughs> Get them out of here. This fucking artwork for this, it's a yes. mine shaft with a little bunny man looking at you down the end. That, well, that's your assertion. And as I said, while we were discussing it off air, if you zoom in, no doubt you can get a cartoon bunny out it of is that a bunny image, man but i think it is just a jutting structure of some sort the fucking the 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 the, the, the uh, perspective lines everything about this art is drawing you down the middle of the tunnel toward the end of the tunnel uh-huh. and at the end of the tunnel is a small bunny man looking <laughs> around the corner what else could it be it's not i i don't think it's a bunny man um nonetheless yeah the artwork for this is fucking bullshit too i mean i can just look at this uh you know i i can (laughs) i can just observe this and know i'm not gonna like it even their banner at the top of their Bandcamp page where i see everybody's just jeans and hands and like the bottom half of their shirts right everything about this puts me off this is not made for me (laughs) i like the picture guys just stand in a totally natural way Yeah, their arms, some of their hands aren't, like, touching their bodies. Uh, Like, guys, just stand, don't, just stand in a perfectly comfortable, natural way. Yeah, if you, if you have, if you have the ability, just click the hyperlink in the show notes and go take a look at this, uh, this Bandcamp banner. It's, it's not, I hate looking at it. It's almost as if everything about this, uh, from the presentation to the music, is just, meant to repulse you yes exactly yeah i was gonna say right. this is this is designed to offend <laughs> right <laughs> it's like if you went into a restaurant and like the the restaurant but the restaurants had a name like i don't know the toilet bowl <laughs> and then there was a sandwich on there it was called like the diarrhea sandwich <laughs> that was just gravy and peanut butter on toast right yeah, yeah for sure man yeah it's uh this this was designed to annoy and to offend uh not not into it don't want to know the type of person who is um let's my my gamble didn't pay off let's get the fuck out of here let's listen to some voicemails hello nathan hello gray this is disgraced former president richard nixon with one comment and one question the comment all of this post-punk is getting pretty gay the question is wigger slam back okay 
All right, Richard Nixon, well, your comment is noted. Uh, Post-punk is at a bit of a saturation point. We've discussed it on the show before, uh, as we have said about lots of stuff that we've heard on the show in the last uh, six months to a year. Got to be a cut above for, for it to uh, catch my attention these days, so I, I feel you. I wouldn't say it's veering into full-on gay territory. There's still a lot of good stuff out there. I, I haven't yet started to hear like a swath of bands that really offend my sensibilities in the genre, but I'm sure that moment is coming. Is Wigger Slam back? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's taken uh, it, it's taken a different it's taken a, a bit of a different approach. It's it's done a rebrand. They had the PR people do a rebrand. They're not in puffy vests anymore. But I think it's just in the form of the the maggot stomp style of death metal, which is uh, lo-fi. You got your ping snare in there, and this that's, this is not every band on maggot stomp, mind you. But this stuff like two hundred stab wounds and shit like that. It is fundamentally Wigger Slam in a in a different in a slightly tweaked format. Um, some people contend that it is deathcore in a slightly tweaked format, which is also kind of true. But I think it is uh, it's appealing to the same sort of person in a, of a different generation. So yeah, I think I think Wigger Slam is back for sure. Yeah, I think I think uh, I'd say it's it's definitely creeping in there. We ha- and we've had we've had like fluids and we've had like more gore grindy kind of stuff on the show, like one man gore grind slamming gore grind shit right. with guttural and like cricket vocals and shit like that. It's more in the conversation than I ever expected it to be again in my lifetime. That's for sure. Cause it had a moment when I was a kid and there was some more accessible permutations of the form that kind of crossed over weirdly into like deathcore and metal core spaces, like uh, waking the cadaver and shit like that, that, uh, even a few years before when it did get popular, never would have stood a chance at uh, at appealing to anybody except for the, the fattest dudes in the puffiest vests with the biggest sweatpants. Um, so, yeah, it's I would say it's back even in the fact that anyone is using the term Wigger Slam in 2022, it, it, other than me and my friends uh, and people from New Jersey. Yeah, I would say it's back. So when I... Uh Look for uh, Wigger Slam mm-hmm. online. Yeah, Last FM Wigger Slam music. Sure, Waking the Cadaver, of course. Epicardiectomy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Right. Yeah, tor- those those Eastern European boys. Yeah, in Torturement. Uh-huh. Short bus pileup. The Slam Burglars. Uh, Epicardiectomy is the band who has. Uh, they've got a live video of them playing in like Poland or something, and they're playing like a gore grind and like slam festival. And uh, the vocalist, the fat, flat-brimmed, little plug vocalist is posted up doing his little cricket vocals. And he takes one moment in broken English to go, circle pit, circle pit, show me, show me. <laughs> exactly like that. And it's the it's the greatest mosh call. And, it's, and, dude, it is literally a mass of writhing Eastern European morons wallowing in mud and stomping around in a circle wearing like goofy top hats yeah. while this band is just freak, 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 freak. it's yeah. so fucking it's one of the best live videos ever captured dude like if you could transmit that out to the a highly advanced alien race yeah. that's how i would want to represent humanity to them <laughs> no wonder we're all dead <laughs> yeah for sure um all right let's uh let's hear the next message yo what's up uh here to promote some fucking shows um may 20th next friday we got one step closer gel spaced broken vow and nui uh long island new york at the massive peak of vfw and then the following day we got the big takeover in richmond virginia uh saturday may 21st 
um, you know, armor, protocol, terrorizer, mind force, division of mind, uh, spy, gel, C4, shit ton of bands. You're a fucking idiot if you miss it. Um, that's about it. Fuck off. There you go. There you go. Good little show plug. And yeah, uh, that fest, uh, the big takeover that uh, Ace from uh, Richmond is doing, who is has played in a, a bunch of bands, used to play in Breakaway. Um, super sick fest. Really fucking rad mixed lineup. Like, st- ton of stuff that's, like, raw hardcore shit. Um, I mean, Terrorizer is fucking playing it. Uh, but also shit like Mind Vorse and Division of Mind and stuff like that. Really fucking sick fest if I'm you're... pretty sure you just said Mind Vorse. <sighs> Dude... <laughs> I'm about to rage quit the podcast here. Um, but yes, uh, always appreciate and welcome any uh, any show plugs. Next, we have got a nearly two-minute long AJ call that, based on the transcript, is him talking about a dream that he had. And I don't know. It's already in violation of our... <laughs> it's, it's, in all, it's in clear violation. It's in clear violation. And, and, and the rule was actually basically admitted <laughs> Awesome it, it's 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 so, it's in clear violation and i um we we appreciate yeah. it yeah thank you I, you know the fucking rule yeah i'm just i'm gonna let's just skip over that one. <laughs> okay hey guys it's silent hammer here i'm uh i have just left the danzig concert where we saw danzig and cradle of filth in cincinnati and i will i have some good news danzig sounded really really good I would say, what would you say, Jake? Did he sound good? He sounded great. He said, Jake says he sounded great. Um, we had a good time. We also realized why we do not go to shows like this anymore. It is a pain in the ass. Everything is too expensive. There's too many people. Traffic is the worst. We had to drive to Kentucky to park. I mean, there is a Garth Brooks concert happening. and uh, There seemed to be every Danzig fan there is. 50 Garth Brooks fans. Uh, insufferable. Um, overall experience, uh, 7 out of 10. I am, I did turn 30 today. So that is also a, a key factor. I probably would never do this. Uh, maybe we'll never do this again unless it's uh, kind of one last thing. Uh, if you can go see Danzig, go see him, I guess. Bring a bunch of friends and have just a good time. But other than that, uh, you know, Kings of Punk, Peace out. Tyler, happy belated birthday. I'm glad that you had a good time at Danzig, but there there is a reason that I have um, intentionally not seen a lot of bands or performers that I would rate among some of my favorite of all time, and it is because I so detest the process around, like, going to, like, a, a bigger show of any mm. sort. Yep. Like, you know, like, uh, like any time The Cure has come close or whatever, right? It's like, I fucking love The Cure, uh, by all accounts, still put on an excellent show, but you got to be in for three hours of watching them play alone, as well as whatever openers on the show, dealing with parketing, dealing with, as you said, the the everything being expensive. Tyler, I also saw, saw some of your reportage on the internet of the kind of people that you encountered there. Everything about the experience is so in opposition to my just general sensibilities and like comfort level 
that I, I'm willing to take the hit and not see bands and artists that I like a lot to not suffer through that. But I'm glad that you still managed to pull out a 7 out of 10 experience from that, even in spite of all that shit. Yeah, I really wanted to see Danzig, and yeah. I knew about this show, and I thought about seeing if I could you know, convince you to go or sure. somebody, but in the end, I just thought more about it, and it's yeah. like Cradle of Filth. Sure, yeah, no way, Jose. Tiger Army. Right, yep. No. Yes. Right. And and like I've said it before, I would I would pay two hundred dollars just to see Danzig. In a in a in a convenient environment. With no other band. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Right. I'd pay two hundred dollars just to see Van just to see Danzig play in a yeah. mid sized fucking venue. Absolutely. With no other bands. For sure. Yes. Right. Give me ninety minutes of fucking Danzig. Yes. Agreed. And uh I'm happy. That's money well spent, yep. right? For sure. Right. And, and uh, you know, but um uh, you know, I, it's 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 such a fu- it's it's alien. You know why? Because I think, you know, yeah, it's just it's just alien. It it the, these bigger shows are just really alien, and to an extent, I think that if you know your bread and butter is like hardcore shows and basement shows and mm-hmm. things where, where things are a little more up close and personal, yeah, you kind of um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like you're spoiled. Absolutely, yeah. I've, because there's a lot of the things that you like about a show, yeah, that are just not there. For sure, man. They've they've talked about this on Axe to Grind. I'm sure it's been talked about in in every possible forum where like hardcore punk shows can be discussed. But especially if because I didn't cut my teeth on bigger shows and then ease into smaller shows. I started on like shows in the back of a warehouse. That that was my whole. I I used to go to shows up at. I, I think one of the first shows I ever went to. Uh, was up at Cup of Joe's in Auburn, which is just like a tiny room in the back of a coffee shop. So um, so then transitioning into bigger shows at a later time when I was already used to being able to jump off of a PA speaker or do whatever the fuck, it just... That's the thing too is like I want to I want a level of interactivity that isn't presented. Yeah, right. You know? Like like there's a there, there's a personal level and a level of interactivity there that is not there and it just feels really sterile. Yes. And uh yeah, the prices are fucking bonkers, right? And, and I feel like I can't even interact with the music in the way that I would like to cuz like we've seen we've seen the Pixies and they're fucking great live and I don't regret going to that show by any that stretch was, of the imagination. That was the last bigger show I'd been to. Yeah, mine as well, but make no mistake like if I if I could stage dive to a at a Pixies show I would. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I had the option to see that in a smaller venue I would. And and that's honestly about as big a venue as I'd be willing to go. Sure. Yeah, the anymore. one that we saw Pixies at? Yeah, whatever that was. Um, that's about as big. Why um why are we looking at a picture of Apocalyptica, right? Because I was just kind of looking on Loudwire because I was checking out those Danzig tour dates. Yeah. And I was just scrolling down. I mean, oh. we got the agonist. She doesn't look like she fucks around. <laughs> yeah, no, she sure doesn't. You know, I mean, what do you want? Um, you got AFI. Sure, right? yes. And then I kept scrolling down. And then there's... There's this guy. Yeah, with the banjo. Fat banjo boy. Uh-huh. Den- denim banjo. Yeah. And then there's um, a picture of some long-haired thrashers playing cellos in a most badass fashion this band on is, stage. This band's, band's been around for like 20 years. I've never heard they of this. Do, they do like, they're, so they're a, tr- a cello quartet, as you can see, and they do cello renditions of like metal songs and stuff it sucks you couldn't pay me to go to that no you could pay me but it would be a hefty fucking fee for sure so to re to refocus the the conversation real quick 
before we ch- clock out for the evening here. Um, and I know that we've we've talked about it at length on the show before, so I will not belabor the point or anything. But I was listening to I was listening to Misfits, the Misfits yesterday, um, which I have been doing more frequently over the course of the last couple of years because I think that that the the prime Misfits era material is up there with some of my favorite music ever written. Sure. I just listened to it so much for so many years that it's mm-hmm. one of those things that it's just taken me a, a decade to bounce back on and be ready to revisit it. And as I was listening to it, um, I just started like ranting and raving to my girlfriend, Zaven, about how sick Danzig is. Mm-hmm. And like we've talked about it on the show before, like I said, don't want to belabor the point, but the fact that he wrote all those fucking songs, the fact that he had an idea that was only cool one time when he did it once in the late 70s and early <laughs> 80s right. and proved to be totally irreplicable by anyone else attempting to do it and still holds up after 40 fucking years. The fact that he then went on to do another sick band right after that featured members of fucking Minor Threat. The fact that he then went on to do three incredibly solid albums with Danzig in which he wrote much of the music, wrote fucking big titty goth girl comics in the 90s and stuff. Just what a fucking cool guy. The only reason I mention it is because I saw a little Danzig discourse on my Facebook timeline, timeline recently that just uh, stuck in my craw because somebody was talking about how Danzig deserves to be shit-talked at every possible turn. No, he doesn't. As we've said on the show, Nate, as you have asserted before, he won. He beat all of us. He unlocked the keys to a happy and fulfilled life. Yeah, He's done cool things over and over again. Even the stuff that he does that isn't cool still is cool. Even his bad movies are cool. It's just a bunch of big-tittied women running around, people getting slaughtered. Yeah, it sucks, but it's sick that he's doing it. He's almost 70. He kicks ass. And and he's still doing things you wish you could fucking do. Yeah, man. He's, st- he's almost 70, and he's doing things that either by... Uh, personal decision or external forces you decided weren't cool to fucking do anymore, but you still want to. Yeah. But he can, and he's a fucking millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, man. Danzig's the best. Suck, suck his 63-year-old <laughs> fucking tits. <laughs> yes, for sure, man. Right? Yeah, Danzig kicks ass. I will not hear any Danzig slander at any juncture. Uh, so we got a, a text from uh, Mailtub Shitter. He said, if you happen to make more demolition shirts or happen to have an XL in the old one, he would take compensation uh, in in exchange for his idea that he gave us. That is a very good idea. He also, he's, he asked me in a follow-up text not to include this, but I actually am uh, because it could help many of our listeners. And I am familiar with this site. I used to use a similar one called Coastal. Um, he said another helpful tip, Zenni.com, Z-E-N-N-I, is where I get all my glasses. All you need is your RX and PD, and you can order pairs for as cheap as six bucks and even turn any of them into sunglasses. They even have sports goggles, which I think I might pick up for shows I know I'll tear it up for. Uh, so this show has become an ad for Zenni Optical. So so is that because my my bad glasses? Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. Uh-huh. I've gotten stuff from Zenni before and Warby Parker. Yeah. My job's pretty hard on glasses. Sure. Those fuckers, not even six months. Yeah, well, there you go. Not even six months. Well, if you're not these, working out in the field. These? Yeah. The Dahmers? Yeah. And the real deal, right? Not, uh-huh. not ironic fucking... In fact, this just came up tonight at dinner. How shitty my glasses look. I like your I like your glasses. Right? And uh, the Dahmers. Yeah, been wearing these straight for like three years now. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. Yeah, not a scratch on them. Yeah, man, they're great. I also want to note he sent a really good fucking graphic. Too. 
<laughs> it's like a CGI Jesus carrying a dude on his back that says, my bad for making you an addict, LOL. Now let's get your sleepy ass to hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so there you go. A little uh, a little advice on your f- optical solutions from the mail tub shitter. Um, Zenny, if you hear this, throw us throw us that sponsorship. I think money. I'm a, I think I'm gonna go even harder on the shitty glasses next time. You th- like get even worse glasses. I saw so I saw a dude um, a couple weeks ago. You know, work with him off and on all week up in Michigan. Yeah. Um, it's just straight war prescription safety glasses all the time. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. That like, kicks I ass. guess he, he, he runs machinery and stuff. Yeah. Straight up fucking like they look like something between a cross between sports goggles, prescription safety glasses for a machine shop. They yeah. had a rubber gasket around the outside and around the top to prevent metal filings from getting down behind. Yeah, why not? Just they, they looked abysmal. Hell yeah, dude. That kicks ass. I would love to just see you. I, I would love to see you in a pair of those 24-7. Just... Yeah, I think I might go all in. Yeah, that's a good look. I wish I could get glasses that weren't like separate eyepieces. It was just like a shield in front of my face. <laughs> yeah, that know? would be good, yeah. Like a view screen that yeah. wraps around. Sure. Well, if you get the the aforementioned glasses, you can wear those during uh, live sets and stuff, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never have to take them off. Never. Yeah, that's a good That's Perfect a Perfect vision all the time. I, I also think I think some sports goggles might be in my future too because I would I would like to become a sports goggle mosher <laughs> sports goggle stage diver yeah um, so let's uh, let's wrap it up there if you want to call in or uh, send us a text message it's two six zero two 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 eight three four one just please observe the golden rule you can look there's a timer on your fucking phone just make it a minute and a half under save us the time save yourself the time the pain the embarrassment if you want to send in uh, any uh, any bands for our consideration. And it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. $5 and up gets you access to all of our content, of which there is plenty coming down the pipe. $10 and up gets you access to the physical re- releases that we put out. And uh, I am happy to report that I am currently in talks with a couple bands about doing something. I know we've been dragging ass on that, but I assure you it is not for lack of trying. It's just that we often get bands that by the time we hear them, uh, stuff that is up to up to snuff that we would like to put out has already been snatched up by a label so uh, it's just tough to find bands who are willing and ready to work with us who haven't already been uh, put out by somebody with uh, more clout and uh, stature in the the hardcore scene so we do have some stuff uh, some international stuff that I'm working out and uh, hopefully will come to fruition sometime in the next couple months so keep an eye out for that uh, tell people about the show thanks to everybody who tunes in and we'll uh, catch you on the next one